0: Welcome to the Different Church Podcast. My name is Tyler Sturbin, and I'm so grateful that you're hanging out with us today. And hey, if you want more information on our church, you can go to our website, DFRNT. Dot church, Or you can follow on all of our socials, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just be a part of everything that we do every single day. But hey, like I said before, I'm so grateful that you're here. And hey, if it encourages you, if it challenges you, will you rate us five stars? Because it helps us reach as many people as we possibly can with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So hey, like I said before, I'm thankful that you're here. And I pray that this message encourages you different church. What is going on? My name is Ryan, and I just want to say wherever you're watching from, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, podcasts, I am so glad that you are here. And can you believe it? 2023 is over, and 2024 is here, and I'm just shocked that there's not any flying cars. They're not even hovering off the ground yet. Like, what are we doing? I just can't. There's another year gone. Another year gone. Another year is approaching, and I just want to know, how do you prepare for that? Like, do you set goals? Do you set resolutions? Do you pray for a word over your life? Do you plan fasts? I know people who will do all three of those things, and I know people who do just one or two of those things. But fasting has been the biggest one that I have heard about this year. There are people that are fasting from their phones, they're fasting from caffeine, they're fasting from social media, and I even heard someone say that they're fasting from fast food. And honestly, as a girl who would choose fast food over a nice meal 82% of the time, that couldn't be me, there's no way. And I am just not about to set myself up for failure. But you know what can't happen? Not having any goals, any plans, any resolutions, nothing going into the new year. I think it's great preparing for the new year, removing distractions, planning to be healthier, planning to eat healthier, especially if you're removing those things and replacing it with more time in the word, more time in prayer, more time in worship. So many people will talk about their physical and financial goals, but they won't talk about their spiritual goals. I want to know what your spiritual goals are. And I guess more than anything, I just want you to have goals. A lot of us are just so scared to set goals because we're scared that we're going to fail at them. And that does not come from God. That comes from the enemy. God is not scared of your failure. He has never called you a failure. He has never said that you weren't enough. You have got to stop listening to those voices in your head because you know that it's not from the Holy Spirit. 2023 did not suck. It stretched you. You may have lost a relationship, but you gained identity. You may have lost a job, but you gained peace. You may have lost friends, but you've gained discernment. You may have lost something in 2023 so that you could gain something in 2024. And some of our greatest blessings come in the midst of our hardships. I think that's why God says, blessed are those who are hungry. Blessed are those who are poor. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are the weak. Because it's almost like in our struggles, we notice him more. We notice when he provides, we notice when he comforts, we notice when he strengthens. We notice his presence more when no one else is present. But why, why is it so hard for me to see the blessings in the midst of my hardships? Because it hurts. You ever try to sit down and do like 50 sit-ups? You get to what, 10 or 15 and you wanna quit, why? Because it hurts, it's painful, I can't breathe, but I keep going, why? because I know that there's growth on the other side. I want all of us to walk away from this year thankful, thankful for what we learned, thankful for what we went through, thankful for the situations and the struggles that we overcame. Because when we fail, we don't give up we adjust. When we feel stressed and overwhelmed, we don't react. We pray. We will, when we feel confused and frustrated, we don't get angry. We run to God for vision and for clarity because the world wants a reaction from us. But God says that when someone slaps you on the left cheek, what do you do? You offer the right cheek also. He says be slow to respond and quick to listen. The world wants a reaction but we aren't giving the world what they want. We're giving the world what they need when we choose to live a life for Jesus. And I just think that so many of us can feel so beat up that we'll just give up. We'll give up on ourselves, we'll give up on others, and we'll give up on Jesus. And that is why today I want us to learn and talk about how to fight back. So can we hop into the Word this morning? In James 1-2, it says that when troubles come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow, so let it grow. When your faith is tested, your endurance grows. Losing and quitting a job, your faith is being tested. Getting unwanted health news, your faith is being tested. Being available for your family, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, your faith is being tested. And too many of us wanna give up in the middle of the test. Do you remember being in school and you would sit down to take a test? Could you raise your hand and ask your teacher for help on a question? No, why? Because your teacher equipped you and taught you everything that you need to know to get through that test. So what makes you think that God has left you just because you're being tested? He has equipped you. Everything you need for your test is right here. So when you feel like you don't have the wisdom, you got it right here. When you feel like you don't have peace, it's right here. When you feel like you don't have direction, it's right here. God has not left you. He is letting you grow. So grow. But too many of us aren't willing to fight through the uncomfortable to allow the growth to happen. We will choose comfort and then wonder why we aren't going anywhere. We all know that if we choose or if we pray for patience, God's going to do what? He's going to give us opportunities to be patient. It's the same thing with everything else. If we choose or if we want to grow, we better be ready to grow. If we want wisdom, we better be ready for opportunities to grow our wisdom. But that requires us to get uncomfortable, doesn't it? It requires us to talk to people, it requires us to pray for people, and it requires us to step outside of our comfort zone. We want endurance without the hardships. We want growth without the challenges. But it's, it's one or the other. It's comfort or it's growth. You get to choose. But do you know what else I've noticed? that people will push others and challenge others and encourage others all day long but they can't give themselves that same energy you should hear the conversations that i have with my friends i'm always pushing them and encouraging encouraging them why because i believe in them but when it comes to myself and my future i just want to sleep it's too exhausting to think about. I'm too overwhelmed to work on it. I'm too depressed to move. My house is, is unclean. Like, how am I supposed to clean up my future? It's so much easier for us to believe in others than it is for us to believe in ourselves. We are our own worst enemies. And we love to blame the enemy. But a lot of times it's just us. We don't have vision for ourselves and for our family. We lack self-discipline. We're not protecting our minds. We will just get defeated and call it comfort. A boxer would never hop into a ring without being prepared for a fight unless you're me. Um, Actually, my husband, not too long ago um, at a church that we used to work at, he planned a fighting event, okay? And the whole week leading up to this event, he would have our staff come in and put on gloves and they would just fight each other, And then there was one day where I got in the ring with this girl named Daphne. And I thought I was prepared for this fight. I had fought a couple other people like I was ready. I was prepared. And she ran after me and I took off the other way. I was not prepared for that fight. I think so many of us, we think we're ready. We think we know how to fight until we get thrown into it. And it's time. It is time that we learn how to fight back, to be prepared to fight back. Have you ever seen fighters with long hair hop into a ring or hop into a fight without having their hair pulled back? No, of course not, because they need vision. They need to be able to see what their opponent is about to do. They have to be able to remove the distractions. What makes you think we don't need to do the same thing? God says that without vision, people perish. Without vision, you're going to struggle. Without vision, you're going to doubt. And without vision, you're going to get knocked out. If you know that the enemy is coming after your mind every day, then you've got to be prepared to get those distractions out of the way. That is why vision is so valuable. People don't just become doctors overnight. They had a dream. They had a vision when they were younger. And they did what? They prepared for it. They went to school for it. People don't just buy a house in one day. No, they sit down and they prepare. They plan. They set goals. They save. You have to do the same thing. What makes you think you can just wake up and just be the best version of yourself? You can't. You have to wake up and grow and do better and be better. You need to get a vision for your life. And then you need to start taking those baby steps to make it happen. It doesn't just happen overnight. You know, Tyler, he signed us up for a gym membership at our gym back in March. And my goal at the time was to just go, just show up. And so for the first month, all I did was the Stairmaster. Maybe 10, 15 minutes, I would people watch. I would hit the sauna, and I would leave. That was my goal. But the more that I went, I saw motivated people. They were pushing themselves. They were growing themselves, and it motivated me. Maybe you need to surround yourself with people who are going to motivate you. Because then, that motivation, I started taking those baby steps. I started um, coming up with a workout routine. I started learning new workouts. I started adding heavier weight. And now, now there is a confidence in me. I know that I can set higher goals for myself and I'm not scared that I'm gonna fail. I know that I can reach them. So maybe you just need to set some, some smaller goals for yourself so that you can start taking those small baby steps in order to get that confidence in yourself again. Maybe you need to get a vision so that you can actually set some goals. Maybe you need people in your life that are gonna sign you up for something and push you to follow through. Maybe you need to put that money where your mouth is and stop talking about what you wanna do and get out there and do it. Maybe it's your mind that's holding you back. Can I grab something really quick? Why does a boxer wear headgear? Because he knows that the person that is coming after him is aiming for his head. He's trying to knock him out. So what makes you think that the enemy is not coming after your mind? The enemy wants to knock you out. If he can convince you to give up, to stay where it's comfortable, to stop growing, then he wins. He, we have to protect our minds. We have to allow our minds to grow. We will allow our minds to defeat us. We will believe every negative thought and comment that comes up in its head. What you think you will believe. If you think you are alone, then you are alone. If you think you are worthless, then you're worthless. If you think that you are stuck, then you're going to be stuck. You're going to believe those things. And I am not going to let my mind determine who I become because I am becoming who God has called me to become. And in 2024, I am becoming stronger in my faith, stronger in my self-discipline, and stronger in my mind. I am not alone because God says that he will go before me and behind me, that he will never leave me or forsake me, that he is always with me. I am not worthless because God can use and call whoever he wants. And he says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am not stuck because if God can pull Jonah out of the belly of a well, then he can pull me out of whatever situation that I am in. God is not done with me yet. God is not done with you yet. But do you know what I am done with? I am done allowing my mind to keep me from growth. I am not a slave to my mind. I am not a slave to the world. I am not a slave to my flesh. God says, guard your heart above all else. But do you know what else he says? Do not lean on your own understanding. We need to be praying for God's protection over our hearts and over our minds every single day. You and your family cannot afford for us not to pray those prayers. That is how we prepare to fight back. So when our mind tells us we can't, we know that God says anything is possible with him. When our mind tells us that we're a failure, God tells us that we can rise again. When our minds tell us to give up, God tells us to endure endure the hardships, endure the troubles, endure the tribulations, endure the fight, endure the grind. That's how you grow when your patience is tested, when your beliefs are questioned, when life gets heavy. You walk away from those seasons with greater self-discipline, with stronger faith, and with greater endurance. So consider it a great joy when the opportunity to grow arises. He looks at troubles and hardships from a positive perspective. We have to shift our mindsets. Life might suck right now, but there is growth on the other side. Life might be hard right now, but there's testimony on the other side. It might hurt right now, but there is healing on the other side. And how you walk through your hardships will determine how you grow through them are you prepared to fight back when the negative thoughts creep up when the car breaks down when you lose your job when your marriage gets hard are you prepared i gotta grab something else you already know a boxer will never hop into the ring without their gloves why because this is what they use to fight back it protects their hands from injury Will it still hurt when they throw a punch? Probably, but it's not broken. They're not defeated. They can still fight back in the midst of the pain. And as Christians, we fight back with the word of God. It doesn't mean we aren't going to get hurt. It doesn't mean that there isn't going to be pain, but it will provide us with comfort and direction in the midst of our hurt and in the midst of of our pain. We don't fight back with that. We fight back with this. God has prepared you for everything, every situation, every conversation, every tribulation. It's all right here. He has taught us how to walk, how to talk, how to pray, how to overcome, how to endure. It's all here. And this not only helps you prepare for the fight, but it helps you through the fight. Speak his, li- speak his word over your life, over your family, over your finances, and over your situation. Because when you speak his word over your life, you are speaking his will, you are speaking his love, you are speaking his peace, you are speaking his joy over it. Run to the word so that when life throws a punch, you can fight back. When life tries to knock you down, you can get back up because we serve a God that is good, a God that loves us, a God that fights for us, and a God that provides for us. He will give you everything you need to fight back. You just gotta run to him. And then the last thing, guys, the last thing. A boxer cannot hop into a ring without their mouthpiece. This protects their teeth and their tongue. Why? Because it's probably one of the first places they're gonna get hit. And as Christians, if the enemy can get your tongue, he's got you. Because how you speak will determine where you go. Our words are powerful. And too many of us have ruined seasons, not because the enemy has attacked us, but because we've spoken negatively over it. Stop speaking negatively over your job. Stop speaking negatively over your spouse. Stop speaking negatively over your kids. Your words are powerful. You can't speak death over something and expect life to come out of it. Watch your mouth. And I don't know about you, but I needed one of these being raised by my mom. I definitely have a mouth on me, and I would backtalk, and she would pop me in the mouth all the time. But you know what else my mom would say? You better watch your mouth. Your words are powerful. And in Proverbs 18, 21, it says that the words we speak can inspire and encourage others while in the same sentence deflate and discourage. Just like we can encourage or discourage others, we get the choice to encourage or discourage ourselves. And so many of us, we will make jokes about ourselves, laugh at our own insecurities, allow people to make us the butt of the joke, speak negatively about ourselves. How is that encouraging? Stand up for yourself. Show kindness to yourself. You would never let me just walk up to you and start talking to you like that, but yet you will get up and rip yourself apart every morning. Watch your mouth. Of course you lack confidence when you are comparing yourself to somebody else. Of course you lack self-esteem when you talk negatively about yourself and your body. Of course you lack motivation when you tell yourself you're never going to reach your goals. What do you expect when you talk like that? What you think, how you feel is going to determine what overflows from your mouth. Guard your heart above all else and do not lean on your own understanding. You know what I used to hear a lot growing up? At least you're pretty. And I really think they thought they were complimenting me or encouraging me when they would say it. Because the moment I would make a mistake, at least you're pretty. The moment I would make a stupid remark, at least you're pretty. And the older I got, the more I realized that I started believing in those things. I would get worried about the smallest flaw because I really thought that that's all I had going for me. I wasn't smart enough, I wasn't funny enough, I would never lead, but God never said any of those things about me. God says that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He says that I am called, he says that I have a purpose. And I don't know if maybe you've grown up hearing those things. You're not smart, you're not funny, you're not pretty. But God says that you are so much more than that. And we are not speaking those things over our life anymore. We are not believing those words over our life anymore. I want us to go into 2024 ready to fight back. So let's prepare for 2024. Let's change our mindsets in 2024. Let's speak life over our 2024. And that is what I want to pray over each and every single one of us today. Jesus, thank you thank you so much for all that you're doing. God, I pray every single person that is watching or listening or tuning in, God, that you would just um, be present today and help them to see all of the things that they should be thankful for this past year. God, I pray that you would help their perspective change, that they can see the growth that that they've overcame. God, that you would just continue to give them the strength so that they can endure, so that they can fight back. God, I pray that you would just continue to lift those up that need you, God, that you would strengthen, that you would comfort, that you would bring peace, that you would bring love. And, God, I'm just so thankful for what 2024 holds for each and every single one of us. And, God, I pray that we would set goals, that we would reach them. I pray that we would um, come to know you just on a different and a deeper level. And I just pray that you would do something just completely mind-blowing, God, that you would show up in ways that we've never seen before. And that we would be willing to pray for your will over our life. That we would follow what you have over what we want. God, that we would not allow our flesh and our minds to determine where we go, but that we would go where you have called us to go. That we would become who you've called us to become. That we would trust you. That we would believe in you. And that we would just continue to take those steps forward and fight back and endure. And God, I just love you. And I thank you and I praise you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray.